BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey guys, it's Jordan Younger, your host of the Balanced Blonde Soul on Fire podcast. Here we go deep on all things astrology, awakening, wellness, motherhood, channeling, aliens, and so much more. We have deep conversations. We go to other realms. It's a lot of fun. So stick around. Let's dive on in. I cannot wait to connect. Hello, and welcome back to the Balance Blonde Podcast. I'm so happy that you're here. If you're new here, possibly because of our guest, today, Dana Kathan, then welcome. I'm so thrilled to have her on the show, not only because she was an immediate soul sister and we had so much in common from spiritual awakening to mental health and just about everything else in between. You guys will hear it was wild, but also because Dana was a completely manifested guest on this show. And if you've been listening for a while, then you're pretty aware that I am obsessed with reality TV. Yes, this is a spiritual podcast. We talk about everything from awakening to healing, but we're multifaceted people. And I find that a lot of people who are deeply into spirituality also love reality TV. And number one, that's because none of us are one-dimensional people. We can be all of it all at once, but also because it's a form of escapism. It's just entertaining and it's just fun. So I love all reality shows, but I specifically love Vanderpump Rules. I'm a Vanderpump Rules girl. That show has a chokehold over me. And for years, we've been manifesting a TBB Vanderpump Rules crossover, and it has begun. Dana was on Vanderpump Rules. She was on for season eight. Some of you may remember her, or all of you may remember. She was epic on the show. And I was always completely drawn to her. Now, I did not know that she was such a light worker and so empathic. And since the show aired, she has gotten deep into her own spiritual awakening, her own channeling, her own abilities, and they shine through. So she came on. We've got her here today. And we really didn't talk much about reality TV. We touch on it, but she was on one season and there was so much to discuss with her. I actually had no idea that we were going to have as much in common as we did. And it was very cool to explore all these topics with her. She's a powerhouse. She has such a wonderful personality. She's such a lighthouse. And the best part of all of it is that we have become friends and we've hung out since we recorded this. And I feel like she's going to be in my life for a long time. Shout out to Courtney, our mutual friend who connected us. This conversation was so special. Let's dive into it. Dana, I'm so happy that you're here. Before we started recording, I was just telling you, Dana, I'm about to have a panic attack. It has nothing to do with you. I've been working through a lot of anxiety and OCD. And within the first five minutes of meeting each other, you were talking about OCD and hyper fixating on things. So I feel like we should start by just talking about mental health and also like introduce yourself, all that kind of stuff too. Totally. And I love how open you are. And I actually was having anxiety on the way here, which we were discussing. And it's just feels nice to be with someone that totally gets it. So thank we you totally for holding space for that. I'd love to talk all things mental health. It's something I'm personally really passionate about. And I know you are and we have many things to get to. But yeah, I am Dana Kathan. People know me mostly from my time on Vanderpump Rules. But now I am just 
another soul in this world. And I'm so grateful to be on today. So happy that you're here. I was telling you, I'm such a Vanderpump fan. My audience is going to be so excited that we have someone from Vanderpump, previously Vanderpump, on the show because I've been talking about it for years. I've Don't lie. Been like, Did you hate me on the show? Not at all. <laughs> I actually was always drawn to you. I wasn't a huge fan of like, I think some of the other people on the season when, you know, a bunch of you guys were new in the cast. I always thought, and I'm telling you the honest truth, we would be friends. You're so straightforward. You were so confident. Actually, I admired you because I was imagining going into a cast that has been filming together for eight years or something at that point, and you just held your own and you never watered down your personality or kissed anyone's ass or anything. And I love that. Thank you. That's very sweet of you to say. I mean, that, like you said, walking into it was a really unique, challenging experience because of that. And I totally gave space for that, that they had been doing it all together for so long. But it's like, what's that Maddie from Euphoria when she's like, confidence isn't real. Like everyone fakes it. I am definitely confident, but you have no idea how many times on that show I felt like I was going to throw up walking into something. And I was just like, never let them see you sweat. Keep your chin up. Like that's something I learned in my early childhood. And from my mom, she instilled a lot of that in me. And I'm a delusional Leo. Hello. Like the J-Lo, <laughs> of, the J-Lo of it all. So it just, you know, you had to keep your chin up. And I was doing stand-up comedy when we were filming. And the same thing, like my nerves it, outside of anxiety, which is a big part of my life, are always really up there. So like every time I go on the stage, same thing. I felt like I was going to yak. But then I was just like, you got to do this. And mm-hmm. the worst thing is going to happen is you're going to flop. But then it's a life experience. So whatevs. Whatevs. Exactly. I love that you're a Leo. By the way, I looked up your birthday you. before we met because I do that with everyone. You're a 1990 baby like me. I and am. your birthday is the day after my husband, July 25th, then right? Your husband is a very special person. He is. He's a July Leo too. We yes, love to see that. I know. Well, thank you. My birthday and anyone who watched the show knows this, my mom and I share a birthday and it's actually, I think it's called the day out of time. I need to Google it. Something weird. But it's the only day that doesn't exist on the Mayan calendar. No and way. No, no one knows why. Wait, that's so weird. And well, I was supposed to be born. My mom like looked at a calendar guest and was like, we're having one more daughter and it's going to be on my birthday. And my dad was like, OK, she was a total witch. And I was supposed to be born on July 20th. And she was like, you know, I got close. I'm not a cancer. Hello. No, and exactly. so I was perfectly five days late. And she actually gave birth to me on her 32nd birthday, wow. which is how old I mean, now I'm almost at my half birthday, but I feel like I just turned. Yeah, you're 32, like me. What's your birthday? I'm October 11th, 1990. So we are a, not a Libra? Are you Libra? I'm a Libra. You're a Libra. So we're a great match, fire and air. My best friend is Libra. Yeah, I love it. I love it. I have so many Leos in my life. That is wild about you and your mom. And so cool that you got your intuitive abilities from her because we'll get into this in the conversation. But you're very witchy, intuitive. You're a light worker, very much a medium. And we'll have to talk all about that. Okay, so our sponsor today, this is something I've been using every day. You've seen it on my Instagram stories. I have had such a good experience with this. I cannot wait to talk about it. And that is Aura Ring. And the truth is I love Aura Ring because I want to live my healthiest life possible. And we can't always do that without having a deeper understanding of our body from the inside out. Our body has its own voice and often we're not listening Aura Ring is wearable technology. It's a super cute ring. In fact, just as cute as all my other rings. So people don't even know that it's this amazing thing that has so many other functionalities. And what it does is gives you personalized health insights to help you take positive steps forward in your healing journey. I'm particularly obsessed with tracking my sleep. I check it every single morning after I wake up. Not only does it tell you how long you slept, it also tells you how many hours of deep sleep you got and how many hours of REM sleep that you got. So I've been able to learn so much as the insomniac that I am. It also monitors body temperature, respiratory rate, 
and so much more, including it tracks your heart rate and calories burned all throughout the day. So if you're like me and you love to see how many steps you've done and also your heart rate variability, which is a very hot topic right now among people in the wellness world, it gives you all of that. So one small ring could make a world of difference in your health. Visit AuraRing.com slash balanced to find out the right ring for you and get $15 off your purchase. That's AuraRing.com slash balanced. Don't forget to use our link to get $15 off on your Aura Ring. Enjoy. Let's talk about my favorite plant-based meal delivery service. It has been my go-to for years. I think you know what I'm going to say. Sakara. are you ready for a New Year's reset? Because yes, it's still the beginning of the year. Sakara's organic meals are nutritionally designed to support your goals so you can get the results you want in the new year and beyond. Another thing is they're truly delicious, which makes it so much easier to commit to yourself. I can truly attest to the fact that Sakara is so good. As far as meal delivery goes, they are the best plant-based option out there. And I'm picky. Sakara delivers science-backed, plant-rich nutrition programs, as well as wellness essentials, which I feel like not as many people know about, which we'll talk about. And they deliver right to your door. Their ready-to-eat meals are nutritionally designed to deliver results from weight management and eased bloat I feel like something people don't always know, like I was saying, is that they have these wellness essentials. I'm obsessed with their metabolism super powder. It tastes like chocolate. It's cacao mixed with some other superfoods. I like to put it in my coffee. If you're not a coffee person, you can put it in water. It's so good and it helps boost metabolism. They also have stuff for immunity. They have their chlorophyll drops and their detox drops, both of which I have been taking since... 2014. Like as soon as they came out, I started taking them. And right now, Sakara is offering our listeners 20% off their first order when they go to sakara.com slash balanced or enter the code balanced at checkout. That's Sakara, S A K A R A dot com slash balanced to get 20% off your first order. Sakara.com slash balanced. To circle it back to mental health, because this has been the obsession of mine lately, just kind of realizing, and my audience might be surprised to hear this, because I've worked through so much of this, talking about it on the show, and I've been doing so well. Lately, so much OCD, so much hyperfixating my thoughts, and then becoming terrified of like, what is going on in my brain? Have I done something wrong? Like, getting so obsessive about everything. And then we share insomnia and not being able to eat with anxiety and so many panic attacks that I've had lately. So I would love to hear your experience and anything that's helping you. Well, first of all, I want to say I'm so sorry you deal with that because unless you have actually dealt with it, you do not understand. Like sometimes my friends will get frustrated when I'm stuck on a loop and it is my OCD and I get it. And I'm like, trust me, if I could have a different brain, I would. But you, when you have things like that, your brain is so powerful and it's really hard to work through. So my biggest issues are insomnia, which I would not wish on anyone on planet earth. I I go through phases with it. Unfortunately, I've tried everything under the sun, actual hardcore medications like trazodone, Ambien didn't work for me. So I stopped taking them because what's the point? They're habit forming and not good for you in the long run. Melatonin, meditation, grounding, all of it. And it's just my mind will not stop. So that depression and anxiety were the main ones. But then I was formally diagnosed with OCD a couple months ago. And it was actually a big relief. Like I didn't know probably the stereotypical view of OCD. It's just like, oh, people have tics and they're clean or whatever. But that's for me, it's compulsive thoughts. And the hardest part about it is it's sometimes really scary thoughts. Like I make up scenarios that have not happened and then I play it on a loop and I'm like exhausted and I just want to go to sleep and my brain will not let me because it's the thoughts that keep happening. So that has been a journey realizing what that is. But I think the first thing is realizing the problem. So for me in general, I'm in therapy. I've been in therapy for a long time. It's really, really important to me. I am also medicated and I have no qualms about expressing that. I think that people have pretty strong opinions about medication, that it can be pretty polarizing. And I agree as a country, we are over medicated. 
But for me and for a lot of people, it has it's just so helpful. Like it just levels me out and enables me to deal with things. Whereas before I was really like big highs, big lows. And now it's just more kind of like this, like consistent. And I know I'll be on it for the rest of my life. And I used to feel a lot of shame around that. But now I'm like, thank God, like I would have been such a terrible pilgrim. Like I (laughs) complain all the time. I like toilets. I like electricity and I need medications like raw dogging life without antidepressants and mood stabilizers. I personally could never. Absolutely. I'm so happy we're talking about this. Are you on any medication? I mean, currently, yes, not for anxiety or depression, but I I probably should be on an anxiety medication. So I do want to talk to you about like what you're taking or even if it's just like, you know, anti-anxiety. I got a brain scan at the end of last year from Dr. Amen. He's like this incredible brain health doctor. And on the actual brain scan, he was able to see that I have quite a bit of ADHD activity as well as tons of anxiety. I think I'm ADHD too. I haven't been diagnosed, but the way someone recently was like, do you have ADHD? And I was like, maybe. And I realized how I bop around. Yes. Well, I have a theory that lightworkers, empathic, psychic women often have ADHD, you know, and this is all just labels. So it's like we have overactive, hyperactive minds. And it was really interesting that that was shown on my brain scan because I had also been diagnosed with ADHD in middle school. And I took Adderall from middle school until I was 21. And then I was one of those people who was like, I cleansed my body. I'm so pure. I didn't take medications for 10 years. Stop drinking. I was a hardcore vegan, all these things for a long time. And I'm still super passionate about like clean living and wellness. Same. But this permission that I got from Dr. Amen, he was like, we are an over-medicated country and society, but this is why we do brain scans because we're not just talking about like, oh, Jordan has some trouble focusing. Let's give her this Band-Aid to fix it. Your brain is struggling and that causes anxiety because you can't focus. And so imagine this loop for years of. Oh, I don't just, need to imagine it. I am on yeah, that roller coaster no, totally, with you. you get I am it. on the You get it. So, yeah, that's kind of how he had described it to me. And so, yeah, I was like, sign me up for some medication then. And he was able to prescribe me some Adderall, which I was telling you <laughs> has been helping me so much with focus. I feel like a new person. I feel like I have my life back. I'm writing the books that I've been talking about writing for eight years. Amazing. Waking up earlier, taking care of my baby better, like so happy. And it's a really low dose. But now I'm also like, I have so much anxiety and I've always had so much anxiety. So taking something like Adderall while being so anxious is interesting. It it makes my skin crawl. I I can't, I don't tolerate Adderall and it's, it's really hard for me. Like that sucks, but I know there's other medications. So perhaps there's a better solution, but it's interesting you're talking about the brain scan because my therapist has put me up for a treatment called TMS and I'm really interested in doing it. I'm trying to work through insurance because it's it's relatively new. It's FDA approved. There's no symptoms, but it's also a huge commitment because it's Monday through Friday, every day, Monday through Friday for six weeks, I think. So it's 30 treatments like that's wow. a lot. And, yeah. you know, I have a day job, so it's managing and luckily they're wonderful to me and my schedule is flexible. So I know that they would make time for that. But it's something that I think is really long overdue because my problems are so intense and so deep rooted. Same thing. I've been dealing this with this since I was a kid. And unfortunately, with my socioeconomic background, we didn't have extras to help. Like we barely had health insurance. And a lot of times we go periods without it. So mental health was just not an option and not on the table. And my mom had, I mean, she was on antidepressants kind of on and off, but serious mental health issues, but she also was intuitive and had abilities and gifts. And I think it all was connected. But for me, I like, for an example, when I was like nine, me and my mom were super, super close. And however, looking back, it was codependent. Like it was like up until she passed away, we used to, whenever I was home from school or whatever, we used to lay in bed and watch Nick and I every night. And I would like wait for her to fall asleep and leave. And we'd like hold hands in the grocery store. Okay. That's really cute. But like, we were so close. And I I had an obsessive fear when I was little of her dying and I would like nine years old. Mind you, this is partially my mom's fault. She let me watch the news with her every night. Dateline 2020 things children should not be exposed to. I'm so crazy about that now. Like with my niece, I will not let that around her. Even if children cannot understand it, I definitely believe there's a subconscious thing that happens through osmosis that they pick that up and that anxiety. 
And for me, I would like I was like scared of carbon monoxide and really had stranger danger for the things that really inappropriate things that she let me watch, which, mind you, she was trying to protect us and just make sure that we had a health healthy fear. But it was way overboard. And so I was like really afraid of being kidnapped and people coming to her house and whatever. And so I would get up at night and like check my mom's breathing like and my sisters and like over my dad worked nights. So he wasn't usually home. And I would stay up and like sometimes like cry about it in my room because I was so scared. And now looking back, obviously that was OCD. And when I was having panic attacks, my parents, I don't at some point you have to take responsibility for who you are and your circumstances. And so like I don't blame my parents. I think they did the best they could. However, there's a lot of trauma I've had to work through. But at the time and also I'm a Leo, I am dramatic. I'm literally the first person to say that I'm so dramatic, but they just kind of thought I was a drama queen when I was having panic attacks. Mm-hmm. Like I would tell them, like, I think I'm dying. I think I'm dying when I'm like 10. And they're like, what are you talking about? But that led to unhealthy coping mechanisms. I, I've, I've talked about this before on podcasts and I'm really open about it. But I started self-harming when I was 13. And I like look at 13 year olds now. and I'm like, God, that's so sad because I, I was know. such a baby. But they're so young. They're so young. And it was just what grounded me. And I did that on and off for like 15 years or so. Like it was, it was a long time, like probably 13, I think it was 25 last time that happened. But, you know, it just led to all these things. And then when there isn't early intervention, at least in my case, it gets out of control. So then I've been working through with my therapist currently, old therapist in the past, it was more triage because, you know, like my mom passed away and I had all these significant life events. But now we're working through my past starting from the first traumatic event I can remember when I was five. And so we've been working through this trauma timeline and it's been very helpful. But kind of like you just said, things are coming up for me that I forgot. And it's a lot to deal with. And when she finally diagnosed me with OCD, she was like, so TMS. And I might butcher this. I only know based on what we've talked about and a little bit of research. But I think it's called transcranial magnetic stimulation. Mm -hmm. And what it does is for us, we have parts of our brain that are overcompensating and we have parts of our brain that are undercompensating. So it uses kind of like an MRI, but a really low dose that isn't harmful to wake up. They they map your brain. And I think you wear like a cap and whatever electrodes. And it specifically targets the areas of your brain that need to wake up to compensate for the parts that are overactive. So I'm really compelled by it. She's said that her patients that have similar things to me have been seeing really, really great results. And the thought of not having OCD and being able to sleep is such a dream. I literally can't imagine that world, but I'm really ready for that change. Mm-hmm. Oh so my God. I'm glad you've explored alternative therapies. Yes. Oh, we could talk about alternative therapies all day. I'm so happy that you're talking about TMS because I've heard it enough times now where it's almost like a sign, as, as you'll understand, totally. because of the, mm-hmm. the our belief system. This is a sign. I think it's something that I would love to check out, too. And I hope we both get to explore that path. I also am thinking ketamine therapy could be incredible for you. I've been it, very interested in that for a long time. It creates these new neural pathways in the brain and helps you work through those those childhood traumas by either remembering them or, in my case, not necessarily remembering them because my brain has been protecting me from seeing the details, but just knowing that they happened and then just having this framework for like, oh, that's why I am who I am. It's not my fault that I'm so sensitive. And I relate to you so much. Oh, my God. I'm so sensitive. My family thought when I was when I was a kid, oh, my God, how did this dramatic daughter land on our doorstep? They were just they didn't understand. And I'm super close with my parents. The way that you describe your relationship with your mom when you were a kid, I'm still like that with my mom. We're super. So you, so you get it. I get it. And they definitely now because I have the podcast and I've been blogging for 10 years and people tend to listen and, and read the blog who feel similarly. So my mom's like, oh, my God, there's so many people like you. I'm sorry that we thought that you were crazy. Well, we I mean, my sister and I have talked about this. At like we're really close and we believe if our mom was still here. I think she would have done therapy with us and been open to it and seen the changes. And my sister is the best mother on planet earth. And we have consciously made the decision to end the, the trauma cycle and generational trauma and things of that nature. So it's the buck stops here. Mm -hmm. And I just refuse to pass that on and, and really, like I said, trying to work through it, but it's, I think that it's a combination of things. 
you can't control your brain chemistry. I think that you and I, along with a lot of people, got gypped. We just got the shit into the stick. It is what it is. And my, like I said, my mom had those problems and she she had like for all the trauma we had, hers was like double. She had a really, really hard childhood. So I'm sad for her that she never had the help and got those resources. But I know if she was here, I think that's one of the things she would have been proudest of about me is how much, especially in the last two years when 2020 was awful for all of us and I'm still alive. So it's I have a hard time saying this because I'm so aware of how many lives were ruined and how awful that was. But it was the worst year of my life since my mom had died from my mental health. Like I crashed in a way that I thought I was never going to again. And before you touched on this, for me, mental illness is not linear. It's it's and for me, I know it will be with me for the rest of my life. But what I'm continuing to try to do is, like you said, build that framework. And so I have solutions and a plan in place. And I since 2020 have learned a lot. And I really do think I have that at least a better grip on it. But it's something I'm really excited to continue working through. Mm -hmm. It sounds like you are, too. Yes, very much so. You should know what that sound means. And if you're anything like me and you have an online business, it is the best sound ever. That's your sign to this year, finally forget about those run-of-the-mill resolutions and instead start your own New Year's revolution. It's the sound to start selling on Shopify. So what is it that you love? Because I am such a fan of encouraging people to create a career or a product or a brand or even like a podcast or a blog, which then turns into a product down the line. And I always recommend selling on Shopify. Shopify is the commerce platform revolutionizing millions of businesses worldwide. Whether you're selling wellness products, skincare, sweatshirts like TBB merch, or something entirely different, they simplify selling online and in person so you can focus on successfully growing your business. Shopify covers every single sales channel from an in-person POS system to an all-in-one e-commerce platform. It even lets you sell across social media marketplaces like TikTok, Facebook, and Instagram. Who knew? Packed with industry-leading tools ready to ignite your growth, Shopify gives you complete control over your business and your brand without having to learn any new skills in design or coding. Thank goodness. Now it's your turn to try Shopify and get serious about selling your next product. That's a possibility powered by Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period. That's such a good offer at shopify.com slash balanced, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash balanced to take your business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash balanced. Guys, let's talk about ketamine therapy, my favorite topic. There's no quick fix for anxiety and depression. It's not finding a new therapist or starting an exercise routine, not more and regular meditation or even a better diet. If you haven't figured it out yet, life healing and becoming a better version of yourself is a process. It doesn't stop. It's not somewhere where you magically arrive, but sometimes we need something to help unlock our brain, a new way of thinking and seeing the world. Maybe that thing is guided ketamine therapy from Mindbloom. In fact, Dan, a sales engineer and a real Mindbloom customer and believer, says Mindbloom has helped me take back control of my life. I feel free and you too can feel that freedom. I personally am a huge believer in ketamine therapy. It has worked wonders for me on a mental health and physical health level. The cool thing about Mindbloom is that they are the leader in at-home ketamine therapy for people looking for a new way to treat their anxiety and depression. They combine science-backed medicine with a guided treatment plan that is both affordable and fast-acting. It's time to enter your next chapter in mental health and well-being. Achieve transformational outcomes with Mindbloom. Right now, Mindbloom is offering our listeners $100 off your first six-session program when you sign up at mindbloom.com slash blonde and use promo code blonde at checkout. Go to mindbloom.com slash blonde, promo code blonde for $100 off your first six-session program today. That's mindbloom.com slash blonde, promo code blonde. Enjoy.
I want to hear what 2020 was like for you. Like what, what were some of those things that were coming up for you? And also, I know that's the year that you were on the show, right? That's when the show was airing. Yes. 2020, which is crazy because to me, it feels like yesterday as, as an avid Bravo fan. I'm like, wait, oh God, it's crazy how, how fast the time is passing. Did that have something to do with it? Suddenly being recognized and being, you know, famous. Yeah, I would say it was such an interesting time in my life because before the show, I had had this really intense healthcare sales career. And that's actually what I do now again. And so when I got into the show, it was a very different experience for me. And the problem is we filmed and you go through all the fighting that happens on the show and the different things. And there's so many wonderful things about having that opportunity. The problem was, the show started airing that I was on in January of 2020. I actually did watch what happens live March 5th of 2020. And I so distinctly remember that I, I was with James Kennedy. And when we got on the plane to head back, I think on the seventh or eighth, everyone was wiping everything down. You could feel the mm. cortisol in the air. And I was like, Oh shit, this is really happening. Like something's wrong. And then the world shut down eight days later. So when the world shut down, I think that I didn't get to experience a lot of the things that are great about being on television and getting to experience that. Furthermore, I had gotten out of my intense healthcare sales job at the end of 2019. And so I didn't have health insurance. So I, I don't know if I've ever talked about this on a podcast, but I went off my medication privately. Like I didn't tell anyone which is like the biggest red flag. And when people are on medication, they start to feel good. It's bad to go off your meds because it just means it's working. And Mind you, I knew that, but I was like the excitement and inertia of the show happening really disguised how badly I was doing. And it was just a really unhealthy environment for me in the mental state I was in at the time. And then, you know, I was single at the time and living alone. And so all of a sudden I was isolated for three months in my apartment and you know, the the uncertainty and then they didn't film again. So then I was like, did I just leave this wonderful job that I worked so hard for for seven years to do this show and change my life and do all these things for nothing? And then I've really I'm a hustler. Like I've seriously been working since I was like 11. I mean, I used to do like so many odd jobs around the neighborhood and I got my first job when I was 15. So I've always been a really hard worker. And for a long time, my mom instilled so much self-esteem in us, but she gave it to us. She didn't teach us how to have it or earn it. So when she died, I didn't have an identity. Like I was completely lost and it was really difficult to measure how I was doing in life. So I threw myself into work and sometimes workaholics, it's because you don't want to deal with your life. So when I'm working 24 seven and I'm showing up in that way and performing and having great results, it was easy for me to measure my self-worth. So then when I wasn't working, I felt like I had failed at this reality show. All these things had happened by October. I was so in the gutters. Like, it's hard for me to even think about that time because this is no exaggeration for two months. I literally could not get off the couch. Blinds drawn every day, bed to couch at 1 p.m., back to bed. I wanted to sleep through as much of it as I could because it was so painful to be alive. And that's when my sister and best friend kind of tapped in and were like, do we need to get you in a facility? Like, what are we going to do here? And at that time, I had started looking for work again back in my chosen field because also, you know, people think you make money and like there is money in reality TV when you've done it for a long time, but you don't get paid anything like when you're starting out. So my income was mostly my job. And so when I didn't have that, I also was put in a really difficult financial situation, which was extremely triggering for me because I grew up with a lot of financial instability. And that was always also why I worked hard and was one of my worst fears. And I really had to look that in the eye. And, you know, I slayed that dragon. So now I look back and I'm like, it that anxiety is no longer exists for me because I know no matter what, I'll bounce back. But it was really hard. And then I was, you know, job interviewing. And then ultimately, I just decided I needed to take my job and get myself together. And then the beginning of 2021, I was like, you are going to lose this battle with depression and you're going to die or you're going to live your life and be happy. It's one of the two. And you can't keep doing these things that unfulfill you. And God, relationship choices and letting people who did not even deserve me mistreat me. And I didn't know my attachment style at the time. I read the book Att Attached, Changed My Life. I just started with a job and then I implemented all these small changes, which was 
eating better. I read a book called Fiber Fueled, changed my life. Cannot recommend it enough. I stopped eating meat. I started focusing on gut health. I, like a lot of people, started drinking very heavily in 2020. Paid attention to that, reeled that back in, started meditating, started journaling. I put in the universe, I was like, I am going to travel because I, growing up, we didn't travel because we didn't have means. And so I wasn't well-traveled. And in the last two years, I mean, I've ticked off like my most major dreams. I've gone great white shark diving. I got scuba certified. I've gone to Italy. Next year, I'm going to Spain and Portugal and the UK, which I've never been to any of those places. And everything was coming to fruition. And it was really because I finally learned when people, I'm sure you can relate to this if you've ever been low, when people are like, happiness is a choice. I'm like, when you resist that, there's a reason you're resisting it, but it is the truth. And Mm -hmm. yeah, mental illness sometimes can't be helped. And there are circumstances, but it is your job to get treatment, get better, make better choices in who you're surrounding yourself with. We're ingesting everything all the time. It's not just what we eat. It's, it's what we watch. It's what we listen to. It's who we're around. And so when I really started to pay attention to all that, I made my life better and a life that is beyond my wildest dreams. So I feel very lucky and I wouldn't change what happened to me in 2020 because I learned some really hard lessons that I think I needed, but it was difficult at the time. Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. I mean, it sounds like you hit a rock bottom and sometimes rock bottoms can be the best thing for us, even though they're horrible. And I can so relate to that time on the couch, just keeping the blinds drawn all day and Mm -hmm. and your sister and your best friend stepping in. But rock bottoms can be the biggest gift because then you just realize like I am in charge of my own happiness. I can I can change my life. Well, and also 2020 brought me Reiki. Which, which really changed my mm-hmm. life also and is what helped me tap more into my intuitive abilities yeah. and understand why some of those, like you said, like anxiety, I do think those are things that people have in common, especially women, especially women who have that ability. And also I'm a Virgo moon, which is a nightmare for mm-hmm. my sign and my birth chart, but it's, you know, there's like, I'm really analytical and need to make mm-hmm. it make sense, but there's a lot in my life that is beyond our human experience knowledge. Yes. I believe that we have human amnesia. So like when our souls are having this bodily experience, there's a reason why. And we don't know what's next and the next plane and the greater power or what our soul, like we have soul contracts with people that we come into this life to learn about. And I think once I realized that and started letting go, things just got way easier for me. Mm -hmm. And 2020 is when I had the first experience with negative entities. When I've had paranormal experiences my whole Mm -hmm. life, But I think it's because, and my Reiki person, Stacia, she's amazing, said this. She was like, you're easy pickings right now because you have abilities. So that window is open and you're doing so poorly mentally that they're trying to take advantage of it. And I didn't have the tools at the time. And she taught me like how I eventually got them away from me. And I don't think I'm ever going to deal with it again. Mm -hmm. She gave me the tools to come out on the other side of that after a few months. It was really scary. We I have know to you talk were, about those I know, tools. I know, like, you, I know you were saying that you've yeah. experienced that. So when have you been through that? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's mind-blowing, our similarities. It's crazy. crazy. Um, first of all, crazy. I have the gift of seeing people's faces shape-shift. And your face is shape-shifting like crazy. That's another reason is why... Is because I'm um, blabbering nonstop? Or? No, it's because it you are you? so tapped in. So I see people's faces shape-shift more when they've done a lot of work on themselves and... The Reiki that you were talking about, when you were talking about Reiki, your whole face opened up. That's incredible. Where there's like what a yeah, cool angelic gift. energy all around you. And then all I could see were your eyes. It's happening now, too. Wow, I wish I could see so that. My, my spirit, yeah, my spirit guides are always around me. And, yeah. you know, the like all of our archangels and mm-hmm. things. I just I learned so many. And also all those missteps led me to those people, to those books, to those things. And I'm like, it's so connected. Like Steve Jobs. Whenever I feel uninspired in different ways, he gave a Stanford commencement speech in 2004. If anyone listening has not heard it, highly recommend. But he talks about life, death, career. And he basically says, we cannot understand the path looking forward. We can only connect the dots looking back. And all of the connections we see, and I think my biggest takeaway from all this and the biggest thing I'm grateful for is there are so many miracles every single day. They are everywhere and you just have to pay attention to it. And right when I get up in the morning, the first thing I do is write 10 things I'm grateful for. And sometimes it's superficial. Like I'd be like, 
wow, I really like these new jeans. They look fire. You know, it doesn't have to be these big, profound things. And I think it's mixed in for me. But it's like when you start your subconscious that day on what is working for me and then it just poises you to look more for it. Mm -hmm. I'm sure that you relate to that. Oh, I do. I mean, yeah, I think those of us who have been through hell and back with our mental health or our physical health and you've been through so much in your life, we have to find those practices to ground ourselves and to get back into that joy that some people feel at a baseline. But I also keep hearing, like as I'm looking at you, wounded healer, because you're such Mm -hmm. a healer and those of us who are it's an initiation. Totally. Um, not that you had to go through any of that or deserve to go through any of that, but for whatever reason, your eternal soul chose this path and here you are. I mean, I feel so seen by you. Thank you so much. You're so wonderful. And I see all the same things in you. I don't have the ability of the shape shifting, but it's just your aura and like your energy. I think that I don't believe everything happens for a reason. I think that things just happen and Mm -hmm. it's just like puts you in different positions to choose different paths. And you're right. For some reason, I've had this path and I had never heard the term medium light worker empath before my Reiki person. And she is as well. So she put that into perspective for me. And she was like, we're we're what we call boots on the ground. We're here to bring light to others and to help them. And it's part of the reason I've had so many paranormal experiences, because when you are that light, that the souls that are lost or confused, like that's what they're drawn to because they're looking to get to their next place and they're confused and it's they're exactly. afraid. And I used to be scared of it, but then I understand that now. And the problem I was having at the time when I wasn't doing well is I, if you've ever had a conversation with me, you know, I'm like really intense, but I like dig into people because I want to know what's hurt them and like really take that all in and I suck it out of them. It's just like how, so when you walked in here today, what was your anxiety like? One to ten. Oh, it was it was up there. I was like quantify probably it. an eight. What eight? are you right now? So much less. Now I'm like a two. Okay. I feel like myself. So love to hear that. It's like that. But the problem I was having is I wasn't an alchemist. Mm-hmm. So I was taking in everyone's rot and then I was harboring it. Mm-hmm. And the problem was I had my own rot from my own life experiences. I could be really pissed off about many things that have happened to me that were not my fault that when I was so young and unprofessional and unprotected and, you know, I literally, my mom was the most important person to me. Planet Earth, like I said, I spent so much time fearing her death and then that happened. And it's all about what you choose to be in this world. And mind you, I sucked for so long in my 20s. I was such a monster. I made self-destructive choices, but I couldn't be who I am today without that. And I know I was put here to help others. And it's all about learning how to take that basically ick out of other people and turn it into light and put that light back out. Mm -hmm. And I always say this, if anyone's heard me on podcasts, I'm sure they've heard me say this phrase, but there's something that Lauren London said at Nipsey Hussle's funeral. Nipsey Hussle was such, he was a light also, like totally empath light worker. He was a beacon of his community. He did so many amazing things and just, you know, died so unexpectedly in a horrific way. And Lauren London said something along the lines of Amira's always used to say, you cannot possess people. You only get to experience them. That changed my entire life in in terms of not just my relationship with my mom, with romantic relationships, with friendships, with everything, because I thought my mom belonged to me. I thought, okay, I'm in this life. I get her until she's 80. That at least 90, 100, 110 would have been great. But the thing is, we had a really short experience, but it was so profound. That's why it it's hard for me to this day because mm-hmm. I only got 22 years with her and mm-hmm. it's more than some people get. And I get that. So I'm grateful for that time. But it took me a really long time to look at it as how grateful I was for every minute. And to be loved like that is once in a lifetime. Like I, you know, I'm just so grateful. And I just, I thought she was mine, but she wasn't. She was just an experience that I had. Mm-hmm. I think looking at people like that is really special. I think so too. Wow. That's going to change my life. I'm going to be thinking about that quote for a long time. I love that. I love to pass it on. It was so, and she was so, she's incredible too. She was so strong Mm -hmm. for herself and for her children. And to say that, I mean, oh God. And she was just like, I'm so grateful I got to experience you. And that's how I feel about my mom. Like, wow. If you, if you were lucky enough to know her, she was just larger than life. She was me times 10, like so much cooler and very special and made such an impact on everyone that knew her. I wish that she could have 
seen herself in the way I saw her. Yeah. Sorry, I like too. never no, I never like beautiful. cry about it anymore. I'm glad it's you so are. So weird. It's good. I um the end of December was the 10 year anniversary of her passing. So like these are happy these are happy tears though that I'm just so great I'm just so yes, grateful that I, I like how lucky was I? Yeah, so lucky and to share a birthday. You guys are totally. connected on such a soul level. Forever. And when I see you shape-shifting, like I see your angels as well and she's obviously here, which you already knew. Totally. She's almost she she lives inside of you. So this angelic energy that's bursting forth out of you. It is her and it is you. And you she's always with you. It's so crazy. And I'm glad you said that. I like can always tell when there's entity in the room, right? Like I can feel it. I'm very in tune with that. But so when she passed, I assumed I would feel her constantly. Mind you, she has sent me some insane signs in my life. Like the most, I'll give you a quick example. I, um, at the time I was in medical device sales. So you are in surgery all day. I was doing spine implants. It was really wow. serious stuff. You have to be super clinical and surgeons are awful. Like I worked with so many, I can't tell you how much I was abused in that job. And like sexually harassed constantly, just women making less than men for doing the same thing, like horrible. But I was doing really poorly when I was around 25, 26 in Seattle, where I'm from. And I just, I had gone through a bad breakup and I just felt like I didn't have anything left for me in Seattle. And at that time I felt like similarly to how I felt at the end of 2020, I was like, I'll die if I stay here. Like I'm scared, but I need to go somewhere else. And a job opened up in San Diego and I was crying one day walking to my car in a parking garage. Mind you, it was just one floor. So like the opening was not far away. And I said out loud, mom, like, I need you to tell me what to do. Should I go to California? Like, I, I don't know. And our special thing was hummingbirds. Like I got her this hummingbird necklace before she passed. She passed wearing it. I still have it because she loved hummingbirds. Like even in the winter, we'd have like frozen feeders. She'd like be so crazy and like going out there and making them work and whatever. And she always saw them. At, so I think they were one of her spirit. I think it was her spirit guide. And a hummingbird flew right in front of me and stayed there for a few seconds and left. But beyond that, beyond those like few big ones, I've felt frustrated over time that I haven't felt her more. Mm -hmm. And I realized very recently it's because she, we're an extension. Mm -hmm. We're the same. Mm -hmm. It's so that energy is my energy. So that's yes. what it you know what I mean? It's the same thing. It is. Yes. I mean, I see that looking at you. You she she lives inside of you. Yeah. Wow. And I think the other thing sometimes with people who pass on and we want to feel them more often and we don't. She's having a whole journey right now, too. And I, I sense this sometimes when I'm working with mediums and people come through who I don't expect to come through. But then the people who I want to come through don't come through. Totally. And I'm like, where were you? But then I remember there's so many different dimensions. She's on her next so, plane. She might be in like the ninth dimension right now. And, and it doesn't mean she's not with you here as well. I think our souls can be everywhere at once. And same parallel universes, parallel timelines. But yeah, I can sense that she's doing some cool stuff. She's right thriving. Now. She is yeah, thriving I feel wherever her. she is. She's such a star. Totally. So, you know. A Leo. Two Leo, a Leo. powerful women. Imagine so how beautiful. obnoxious she is in that plane. I love that oh for her. Oh my God. I can just see her being <laughs> just such an angelic soul. So well, And she lives you. on through you. Yeah. And I'm so happy that, that you carry her with you into everything that you do. It's amazing. I'm sure people get sick of it sometimes, but I don't care. I will literally no. never stop speaking her it's name. It's a part you know? of you. I mean, I hope people don't get sick of it. You deserve to talk about your mom just like anybody else would. Yeah. Yeah. It's totally. amazing. So I'm curious about the tools that you use to get rid of the negative entities, because I'll just tell you really quick. I've had this experience lately more than ever. And everything that you're saying about light workers, our light is so bright that the darkness is drawn to it like a moth to a flame. So lately, I have just known that I've been possessed by negative entities, by dark entities. And I finally spoke to my medium about this last week. Her name's Nikki. She's been on this podcast. She's an incredible mentor of mine. And I was like, I don't know if it's all the ketamine therapy that I was doing, which does open up your aura and your energetic field so much that I could just feel that I had these holes in my aura. So, so much space for darker entities to come in. And then I, this is my own fault. I haven't been so good about my boundaries. Like, you know, when we're opening oh, up to the other no dimensions. One, no one tells you this. I Energetic know. boundaries. I am so good in life with actual boundaries. I'm very straightforward. Like I, I don't bend my boundaries for anyone. 
energetic boundaries are so hard. No one talks about that. They're impossible. So I'm reading a book now. You might like it too, called Energetic Boundaries by Cindy Dale. She's a pretty well-known intuitive and psychic. And I think wow. she's a therapist. And Love. I'm slowly getting through the book, but it's going to change my life. Because my medium, I was telling her with the OCD and everything, I was like, this is getting so bad. I'm going down these horrible rabbit holes on TikTok of all places, telling myself with the OCD, if I see this word like five more times, that means that I have a, like particular horrible mental illness or whatever it is. And she's just like, okay, this is what's going on. Your energy boundaries are, are pretty much at a zero. And then she found Ugh. three really dark entities on me. So one of them was like all wrapping up on my brain, causing panic attacks, causing all this stuff. She did this huge cleansing. He was removed, someone who passed on. And of course, we have compassion for, for these entities. They're in a different realm now and they're looking for light, like they're lost and they don't know where they're going and you become a host. So mm -hmm. I was like a host for him. And so she released him. I have felt so much better. This is like five days ago. And then she texted me two days ago. And she was like, I just want to let you know, <laughs> I never have panic attacks. And this entity was still in my office and I had a full blown panic attack. And then thankfully she has all the tools and she's one of the most grounded people that I know. And I also feel you're such a grounded person too. Like that's, that's why you were able to make my anxiety pretty much go away. So I mean, I was blown away. I was also so validated that she, you know, felt this way, even though I wouldn't want her to have a panic attack because she was like, this is a very, this is a sticky, you know, like angry, dark entity. And then she was able to fully release him. Well, also my anxiety is at a one right now. And I walked in probably at an eight. So thank you also. You're sharing your light and you're so amazing. I'm so glad you, we, are we the same? I, we were so meant to meet and you are, you are a divine sister. Like I am, totally. have no doubt about that. And she had said, you need to align yourself with other light workers. So it's like so cool to know you. So it's not like I'm an expert beyond what I experienced. I would say mine was a little different in that mine was not a soul that had passed on. Mine was incubuses, negative energy. And I used to not talk a lot about the paranormal experiences I have because people, I get it. If you don't, you haven't seen it and you don't believe it, that's fine. But the more you believe it and open yourself up to it, I really think that most people, especially women have the ability to see it at least, or like understand it. But I had so many people when they were around me starting to feel it and weird things were happening to everyone that eventually the people who really know me were like, oh, this is real. And when, when I was 16, we moved in this house and it spiraled out of control. It's like really when things started to happen and I had this little boy that was attached to me and I was so scared. But over time, working with mediums and whatnot, I realized that he was just a soul connection and that's all it was and I, I was no longer afraid of him. But my mom had this, her friend who was a clairvoyant come over and she was like, mm, there's nothing here, whatever. So I got home from school that day and walk in. My mom was like, Dana, Kimberly says there's nothing here. And I turned to Kimberly and I was like, Kimberly, great to meet you. I could not care less what you have to say about this. I know what I've seen and I know what it felt and it is here. So you guys have a great day. And I turn and walk away and she turned toward my mom and goes, oh my God, it's her. <gasps> oh my it's God. It's her. It's attached to her. Oh it's, and then my mom would be like, looking back after I was born, she'd be doing laundry or something and like see something out of the corner of her eye. And she was like, it now makes sense to me. And my mom didn't unfortunately get to tap into her abilities until later in life. And I think that was another gift she left me with to continue expanding that. So I had never dealt with low vibrational energies and entities before. And I was just doing so badly at the end of 2020. I actually, I put up a camera in my place and it was just for security reasons. And all of a sudden the camera started picking up all this insane stuff, like things moving and flying and this demonic, this noise. I have all these videos and I try not to revisit them much, but then every person who has heard this, it is not of this earth. The sound is, it shivers down my spine. Like, cause I would always get like motion sound detected and I'm laying in bed at night. My phone is popping up and I started to ignore it until the morning cause it would scare me. And my cat would, he sleeps under my arm every night. He would get up and his heckles are up and you just, animals are so intuitive. And when I heard that growl, I was just collapsed. I was like, holy shit, like this is real. And it's something really bad. And then I was attacked a few times in my sleep and it's the most petrifying experience I've ever had in my life. I was telling you when we started today, I woke up with a really large, 
I woke up in my left thigh. I, it felt like a cur- curling iron burn, like huge. And I pulled my sheets back and I had a handprint on my leg that was, it was longer than my hand significantly. So I, I have videos and photos of that. And I knew the night before something had happened. And so I felt like I was losing this battle. And my Reiki person taught me low vibrational entities or anything of other dimensions do not have power here. Mm -hmm. The only power they have is making you believe that they have power Mm -hmm. and your fear. And it's hard not to be afraid of it. It's perfectly scary, right? And she was like, I'm telling you, I had, she told me this whole experience of the last time she was attacked and like what happened to her, very similar to what happened to me. And she was like, one night when they're pinning you down and you cannot get up and you feel like you can't, you have to push through it and tell yourself you can because you can and you get up. And for me, it looked like it was like a shadowy figure. And like, I would see it. And I remember one time, God, this like gives me chills talking about it. It was crossing my room and there was a clock on the other side on my TV, you know, the, the time. Mm-hmm. And I'm like watching it and Leo's up and it goes past the number and the number dark, like it oh, went God. past it. So I knew I was seeing something because mm-hmm. like it had moved this way and I was following it in my room. And she was like, you need to sit up and say, get the fuck out of here. You don't have power here. Literally, I mean, I say fuck a lot, but she literally was like, talk to it in that way and just get it out. You have to be strong and you have to be angry and you have to be forceful. And the first time I tried approaching them, I'm like saging and smudging my place. And then it threatened me. I had come home and there was like really loud noise on the camera. And I was, I hadn't been home. And I was like, what is that? And I came home in this big picture frame that there's no way it could have knocked over itself was perfectly flat and oh like all God. these things I know it was it was the day after I had said leave and smudge it mm-hmm. and I know it was saying try me I'm not leaving but it's because I wasn't forceful enough mm-hmm. so for my experience the tool has been be forceful and remember your power because mm-hmm. you're in your own dimension they are not they're not welcome they're your home game advantage so you just have to be really strong with them that's so helpful to hear easier said than done easier said than done I agree with you and that is the way to do it that's the way that Nikki my medium was able to get these entities off of me and then clearly she had to continue to cleanse her own home and her office after this happened but it's yeah it's like to add on to what you're saying first of all that's terrifying like so scary to be attacked in that way that takes it to a whole other level and I I do feel like these darker entities they know how to mess with your mind and they can put little messages into your head. And so I'll hear like really negative things in my mind. And then Nikki, she's like, are you hearing this? And I'm like, yes. Like, thank God this isn't my own brain. And you aren't your, the thoughts you think and your voice is not you. You're right. actually the one witnessing that. Right. You're, there's this book, Untethered Soul, which I haven't finished yet, but they basically talk about, they call it your roommate. Mm-hmm. You are witnessing that. You are not your thoughts. Yeah. You're so, at the seat of the soul. Correct. And it's weird. My niece, who is the love of my life. She's two and a half. She's very special. She's very gifted. I know, like, I I couldn't... My sister gave birth to me, first of all. She looks like me. She acts like me. It's nuts. And the first time I saw her and I looked in her, like, gray-blue eyes, bawled my eyes out because I knew our our souls knew each other. Like, the recognition was immediate. So maybe a year ago, my sister was like, okay, I held off on telling you this because my husband said you're just going to say it's a ghost. Lenny's been getting up every night at the same time and pointing in the corner and screaming bloody murder out oh of her crib. God. They're like watching her on the thing. And I was like, okay, I'm coming into town soon. I'll bring all my equipment. I brought Juniper, Sage. I brought her black tourmaline or however you say that protects you against negative. I sleep with a huge mm-hmm. one next to my bed. I smudged all of it. She thought it was like so fun and cute. And she has, and mind you, I think that's the beginning of her ability. So she's just scared because she's seeing an entity that scares her. But I basically protected her and let her know she's a divine light. Never happened again. Oh, my God. She's so lucky to have you. You're the cool aunt on every single level. I have a niece like that, too. Actually, she's much older than yours, but she's not quite aware of her gifts and abilities yet. But it's so extremely obvious to me. And I always tell my sister, when she's ready, you know who to call. And my sister is always like, thank God. You know, thank God that, like, somebody understands. And it's that highly sensitive person. She just turned 15. Wow. Um, That's when it started for me. Like really, really started. Soon enough, she'll know. She knows to them, to kids, that filter is just not, has not been put up yet. So I'm really excited to see that with my son, Atticus, because I know, I mean, talk about like past life memories and looking into his eyes and he's the happiest soul I've ever come across in my life. And it's not. How old is he? He just turned one. 
Oh, he's a Sagittarius. Sag is my counterpart. Yeah. Sag oh and Aries are like my match. I love yeah, a Sag. You guys and your fire. Well, you'll have to meet Atticus and absolutely, you will love him. His joy is out of this world and, and it's very old soul. It's very like he knows like he's lucky to be on earth. He's lucky that he has this family around him. He just I have the feeling that he's been here many times, but he hasn't been here in a long time. That's mm. how it feels. He's like, oh, I'm happy to be back on this planet. He's already a light. I can't. Oh, my God. Yeah. I can't wait to meet yeah, him and so soak cool. all that up. It's so cool. Incredible. Also, and, really quickly, can I tell you, because I said this last night, I've obviously seen the TikTok. Yeah. I had no idea when Jordan and I met that she was the one who basically almost gave birth in her car and had her husband told her to relax. Mm-hmm. Also, I feel so bad for him that like it probably like people were probably like, what an asshole. He whatever, can but- handle it. He's a Leo. He's like, oh, <sighs> keep them talking. Correct. This is amazing. Oh, my God. That was I'm that is such a dramatic. I'm so sorry that happened to you. I'm sure you feel differently about it now, but I'm sure it was really traumatic that you're such a superhero to eight centimeters without any assistance. Can you believe that which turned into nine centimeters once we got upstairs? I mean, it yeah, it was crazy. How long by the time you got to the hospital and you gave birth? How long was that? So it was two more hours. It would have been it would have been 15 minutes, but I did get an epidural. I was up there. I was like, I'm dying. I was telling all of them what I was telling them in the car. I'm like, I'm not giving birth. I'm dying. I just need everybody to know this isn't labor. Like this is death. And they were just like, I was running through the halls, like having, I mean, I was a wild beast. Like the they fact- say women forget pain that we've had because it's an evolutionary yeah. thing that we wouldn't go through birth again right. if we could remember exactly what it yeah, was. Yeah, it's like a biological amnesia. Yeah. I remember the pain. I'm sure I can't remember like the level of pain or else I probably wouldn't do it again. But I do remember and I don't think I'll ever forget like that feeling. <laughs> so, yeah, it was traumatizing. The TikTok was hysterical. I had no idea. I knew that it would be, you know, like it would probably go viral. I had no idea it would be like 25 million viewers. Everybody be like, wait, that was you. Everybody says that. it was so funny. I was obsessed with your when he's told you relax. You're like, don't like you yeah, sounded like a gremlin. And I was obsessed me. with it. Like you could see how and now knowing you seeing like how what an out of body experience that was. And like it was you tapping into some like primal thing. But it, it was, was just primal. crazy. I so. can't even imagine. You guys are superheroes. I mean, I count my lucky stars that the birth was so fast. It's because I drank castor oil, by the way. Like mm. that's, you know, when people see the TikTok, they have no idea. The backstory is that that afternoon and it was the last day of Sagittarius season. I was like, I'm going to have my baby today. I'm done. Like, and actually not I'm done. He's ready to be born. Mm. So my doula said, go ahead and try this midwives brew, six tablespoons of castor oil blended with orange juice. And everybody listening, don't try this unless you have like a midwife (laughs) or a doctor on call. Because if your body's ready to go into labor, it will put you into labor. It's truly a natural induction concoction. So I believe it. Between 7 p.m. and 10 p.m., I think I went from like one and a half centimeters to an eight, but nobody knew. So like my husband and my doula and this, you know, goes back to the childhood triggers and stuff. She's just being really dramatic. Like, I think she's having a panic attack. I could hear them saying this and my doula, who I love and she's amazing and I recommend her. But she was like, Jordan, get it together. You're having a panic attack. You know, remember breathing and all this stuff. And I was just like all right, well, when I die, you guys will miss me because like this is what's happening. Well, you advocated for yourself yes, and thank God yes. you did. And women's pain, I feel like, is looked at very different than mm-hmm, men's. And mm-hmm. yeah, I do think obviously you knew when when they told you how dilated you were, what was the room like? We were cheering. We were like, oh my God. Well, I was like, you guys, I told you. And my doula was like, you know, that's the job of a doula is to pretty much get you all the way without medication. I mean, when we realized that I bypassed all of that, we were like, yippee, this is amazing. And Atticus was just ready to like be you and Atticus burst into this world. You did it together. I know there's yeah. there's no doubt in my mind. Like, I don't know how people can hear stories like that and not believe it. Just like my mom who knew she's like, her birthday is not the 20th. I just know. And I'm stubborn. So duh, I was five days late and was like on my own time. Exactly. But I know we did that together. Yeah. And your mom knew. I mean, she was incredibly tapped into you. We have to have you back on so many times because we haven't even scratched the surface. I know, we talked about like 10 topics. We didn't get to like any of them. I know. There's like a hundred more things that I want to ask you, but I'm just going to ask you a couple rapid fire things, right? As we wrap up the episode. Go for it. Because I wanted to ask you earlier from the show, who are you the closest with still? Definitely Katie. 
absolutely one of my best friends, obsessed with her, amazing person, and Ariana. Both of them, two of my best friends, wonderful people. Again, I think I was meant to do the show to meet them, truly. That's so cool. Yeah, yeah. I could totally see that. A lot of down-to-earth, like really nice yeah. seeming girls. That's amazing. They're, they are, and it, they're so lovely. Mm-hmm. So cool. So you've probably been to Dear Media before then because of them. I actually have it. So I've recorded on Katie's, I like, I'm You're I, an unofficial I, co-host. No, I listened to a bunch before today. Yeah, like I mean like once a month it feels like. So she doesn't usually come into studio or I would have so no. You are my first experience oh, and it's cool. lovely. Cool. Very cute studio. Amazing. So you said you're a Leo Sun Virgo Moon. What's your rising? Sag. Oh my god. When I first did my birth chart I was like there's no way I'm not Leo Leo Leo, but that's the most Leo we thought ever. Of so course. no, but it's Sag. Duh. Yeah, no, it's so similar. What's yours? I am a Libra sun, Aquarius rising, Cancer moon. Doesn't surprise me at all. Mm-hmm. Also, those so emotions me. for you, you're so intuitive. Oh, yeah. And I'm on the cusp, so I definitely have some cancer traits. Like, I cry all the time, which is so annoying. I hate that. I wish I could hide no, it more, but it's just, it. like, emotive. I love July Leos. I tell my husband all the time because he's the most emotional Leo. He's a Pisces moon. Like, mm. he's he's so cuspy with cancer and Leo, too. But it's such a good combination. And do you know your human design? I don't, but I've heard I need to figure that out. So well, I'll do. How about I do that before the next time I come back? Yeah, do that. We'll look it up. And if you could be in a room with three people, who would they be? <sighs> That's a great question. I would say Gabby Bernstein, which her books changed my life. Another book, if anyone hasn't read it, Universe Has Your Back, you have to read it. Sam Morrill, who's one of my favorite comedians. He's, I think he's so hot, but he's also just like too funny to breathe. And... Beyonce, my queen. That room. Incredible. And what's the meaning of life to you? I think the meaning of life is to walk with your purpose and to find out what that is. Because I think, like I said, the human amnesia aspect of it, we're all here to learn something, to do something. And it's the ride to figure out what that is before the next plane. Mm -hmm. And where can everybody find you? I am on Instagram at dadadanes, D-A-D-A-D-A. YNS. Mm-hmm. And I just joined TikTok a few months ago at Dana Kathan. I'm obsessed with TikTok. Isn't it I, fun? Ugh, God, my worst addiction. I'm going to be but... all over your TikTok now that I started following you last night. Obsessed. Obsessed. You have the perfect voice for podcasts, by the way. I've been meaning to tell you that the whole time. You Wait, have like I used to have a broadcast. I, so I actually was a reporter. I studied I broadcast journalism in college. And I had a podcast in 2020, but then when I started my career again, it just, I was editing it and doing, getting guests. It's so much work when it's just you. So I stopped, but I very much feel I will have a podcast again. And that's one of my goals this year. Cool. Well, amazing. And you got to come back on this show too. For Any, sure. Anytime. You are such a light and so lovely. I'm so glad we met. Me too. Thank I'm you. Shout so out to Courtney yeah, who introduced Courtney. us. I've been meaning to shout her out the whole time. We love you, Courtney. This was the perfect connection. Truly divine. Thank you guys so much for listening to the show. I'm so happy that you're here. Come say hi on Instagram at The Balance Wand and tell me what your favorite part of this episode was. Subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts and send me a screenshot of your rating and review for a free Soul on Fire yoga ebook. See you next Wednesday. Love you guys. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.